Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Radically Loved Radio. Tessa and I are here today, um, and we are just celebrating what seems to be a, a glorious day. It is uh, Friday the 19th, and um, yeah, we're just we're just happy to be alive today, guys. Yeah, it's a good day. <laughs> We, you know, the past couple of weeks up here in the Pacific Northwest have been like torrential rain and I'm getting sunshine, but I'm getting sunshine today. So (gasps) it makes all the difference. That is incredible. You know, it's so interesting. I think, you know, I'm obviously always jealous of you being in the Pacific Northwest and me being stuck here in 70 and sunny degrees in Southern California. And you think Um, I'm not jealous of you? Well, no, but that's the (laughs) thing, right? It's like, I wish I was up there. You wish you were down here. And it's just, you know, we have to make do with with what we have. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm excited to chat today. Uh, We've been going strong on our 75 days of wellness, and I'm just getting ready to post a update on uh, Instagram uh, about how it's going. It's day 26 and um, it's, it's been going really well. And I'm actually really liking having a a low bar (laughs) on the 75 days of wellness, because I feel like setting the bar low, which to me is like, you know, doing the three or four things consistently have really just now I can't not do them. You know what I mean? It's like, I wake up, I do my practice. I move for 20 minutes. I go for a run or I, I get on the bike and then I'll read, uh, you know, my day passage uh, in the book of awakening for that day. And, you know, and then I'm, I'm feeling pretty good. How about you? Oh, nice. Um, yeah, I mean, I definitely, once I've developed a habit, if I miss it, or if I do it later than I normally do, I'll crave it. So that's when I know that, you know, I've made the switch from kind of struggling through the beginnings of developing a habit to actually having something that will stick. Yeah. And, um, and like my morning writing, it's something I crave. And if for whatever reason, I don't get to it, I definitely feel like, okay, I got to do this. I want, it's something that I want to work into my day versus it's like, oh, I have to work that into my day. Yeah. Yeah. Big difference. Totally. Oh yeah. Such a major difference for sure. Yeah. Um, Talking about making a major difference. One of the things that I wanted to talk to you about, and I've had several messages um, on Instagram and via the website of people asking, uh, they want us to give them like good book recommendations. And I was like, right. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So, so I thought that maybe every, we'll do this for a couple of weeks. If people like it, they can continue to request, but I think, why don't we do this for the next couple of weeks? We'll maybe we'll mention, uh, two recommendations, one book that we're currently reading and then mm-hmm. one book recommendation. How does that sound? I, I am so excited for this. Yes. Okay. Well, <laughs> um, then I'll start first. So I can give you a moment to think about reconvene. It. Yeah. Okay. So right now you're going to love this. I haven't told you about this. I'm reading save the cat, right? Oh to novel. <laughs> what? I need this in my life. So, Tell me about okay. It. So I'm having this urge to be creative. And, you know, I like to write and you like to write. We love writing. And I've had this story 
in my mind for a couple of years now. And even though it's so not in my genre and, or anything that is close to what I do for a living, but I just felt like an urge to be creative. And I've been talking to a few of my friends, uh, Jason Pfeiffer, who is the editor in chief at entrepreneur magazine and is, is, uh, a mentor friend, just somebody who, who I really love. And I was talking to him about it and he said, Hey, you know, you should talk to one of my friends who is a uh, novelist and she, I'm talking about, I I have an idea for a crime novel. Okay, guys, I'm putting it out there in the universe. Yes, here we go. It's beginning. And I have this idea that just kept coming in while I was writing my book while I was writing my, my book that, that you guys will all soon get to know what the title is. Cause I almost just said it just now. Um, and I kept getting this idea and I, as much as I was writing my other book, this idea kept coming in. So I kept outlining, kept outlining. And then finally the last couple of weeks, you know, I'm, as I'm going into the editing process for, for my book with Penguin Random House, I was like, wow, this idea, I have this really great idea. And I've told a couple of people and everybody really likes it. And so I I was on a call with Jason and I was telling him this idea. And he says, hey, my friend, Andy Bartz is a crime novelist and I know her, I'd love to connect you guys. And he did. Well, I started following her on Instagram then she started following me back and then I geeked out. I was like, oh oh my God, (laughs) this is epic. And so then she, she responded and we kind of chatted back and forth and she was like, Hey, I have some time this weekend. If you want to jump on a call, I'm happy to, you know, just have a conversation with you. And I basically told her, I'm like, I know this is so crazy. Okay. And this is the thing that happens, you know, and over the last couple of weeks this year, I've really allowed myself to just be open to whatever comes in and not deny myself anything because I feel like, oh, this is just what Tori says to me, shiny shit syndrome, right? It's like, it's another distraction. I tried for a long time to not let this be a distraction. In fact, it's been nine months that I've been playing with this idea, writing things down. And I'm like, okay, this no longer is something that I'm trying to deviate. This is actually something that might be something at some point. I'm not saying now, I'm not saying next year. I'm just saying at some point. And so I had a conversation with her and she gave me a list of a bunch of books to read this one. Obviously I've never written a novel before in my life. And I want to just say this because the people that are listening to this or watching this right now, even though maybe you're in a certain type of career or in a certain type of uh, industry and you feel like your dreams may be so far-fetched that it's not something that you can accomplish or do, or maybe you feel like you're too young or you're too old or whatever. I want this to be the sign that you need to stop being so, uh, stop talking yourself out of it and just do what you need to do today to get that dream going, to make it a reality, to purchase that book or purchase that course or take that class or do whatever it is that you need to do in order to start making your dream into a reality. Because again, it doesn't have to be anything like I could maybe never write this novel, but I know that in my heart and in my mind, like it completely changed how I felt about 
everything. Like all of a sudden it, this world of possibilities has opened. And so that being said, save the cat writes a novel is being read as we speak. Tessa's face. I wish you guys could see. She loves cats. So I think she's just as like, what is this? I mean, <laughs> the two things that I love most in one little package, cat yeah. novels. <laughs> yeah. You should get this too. We could read it together and we could, we could talk I'm, about I'm it. I'm putting it in my Amazon cart <laughs> today. <laughs> okay. So this is what I'm currently reading. And, um, my, my book recommendation is, um, not to shameless plug, but the guest that we have on today, um, which I'll go into, um, he, I'm not even going to go into it yet. Why don't we, why don't we finish first? But I will say that the book recommendation that I have is the one that our next guest wrote. It's called one decision, the first step to a better life. So you go now. Mic drop. Uh, okay. So the book I am currently reading is called the book of longings. Um, Sue monk kid is the author and it is a, it is historical fiction set in the time of Jesus. So, and it's told from the perspective of Anna, 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 A-N-A, who ends up being his wife. And it is, so it is, um, from the female perspective, and I've been doing a lot of reading about this lately. Huh. You've heard me talk about it. She's very passionate. Uh, um, from, from just historically over time about what it's like to be a woman throughout history. Uh, and particularly in a time of such devout religious and, and spiritual experience in the world. It's very interesting, very well written highly recommend it um and then what i just read i just read actually uh the adventures of cavalier and clay which has been sitting on my bookshelf for probably like five years because it's a massive novel it's like um, i don't know 750 pages or something like that and it's michael chabon i'm not sure if i'm saying his last name correctly but this is a story it's really cool it's like it's like comic book transcends um, World War II in New York, back and forth uh, between Prague and Czechoslovakia. Um, and it's multi-generational and it's just so if you haven't guessed already, my favorite genre to read is historical fiction. So this is a historical fiction novel. But I find I learned so much about, you know, what, what might have been like to be alive during these times and what might have someone gone through. Uh, and I'm not sure why it took me so long. I, I think I resisted reading it because it just felt like such a big book. <laughs> mm, yeah. It could so, be very, um, uh, like daunting. Yeah. It did feel a little, it a little daunting, but, ugh. I mean, I could go on and on about all the books I've read and why you should read all of them. But <laughs> I'll save some more for next week. Yeah. I like how yours, Rosie, are in the category of like, kind of, I, I don't know, there's got to be a better way to say self-help, right? What would you call it? Yeah, I think like skill development yeah. or something. Like I love, look, I love, I'm a, see, I think for me, it, it would probably make more sense for to people uh, 
to know that aside from all of, I mean, I'll even move my camera a little bit aside from my plethora of self-help books <laughs> that I've read and yoga books and books on spirituality and uh, books on mindfulness and Buddhism, like all of the, the sort of massive amount of copious spiritual literature, literature. Um, <laughs> I love reading crime thrillers. Like I love reading crime novels. That's sort of my, how you say palate cleanser. Yeah. And that's just the way for me to go into the space. And I, and I like all kinds of novels. I mean, crime thrillers, uh, are always my sort of go-to because I, I enjoy the formula and, and it's sort of like, um, it's just fun for me. I think, you know, mm -hmm. I went to a psychic once just to get a little woo woo, but she told me that I was a, a cop in a past life, which is so wild. I don't know. Have I said that before? Well, you've told, told me, I'm, I'm thinking of this one situation, you were visiting Portland and you saw like something crazy go down. Oh yes. And you had all of these details, like a detective would have <laughs> like, well, in minute. Yes. Well, I've had two, actually two different psychics tell me that before. And the crazy thing is one of them said, you used to write about this when you were little, like when you were a child. So do you have any like clippings or any writings? And I was like, no, but in fact, I did years later find, I, I wrote this little book when I was in kindergarten slash first grade that I have, it's actually in that closet. Um, where I'm writing about, um, how I want to be a cop when I grow up. And it's like there, that was the first passage. And then there's another like sort of creative passage where I'm talking about, you know, when I was a cop and it was very like a Freudian type of slip because, you know, grammatical, gra grammatical skills are not your best when you're five years old. <laughs> But it was just really interesting, you know, because I've always been fascinated. Yes. And I did get in trouble with the law when I was a teenager. I got arrested a couple of times and, you know, so I did have my encounters with the law, but I think it makes more sense for me to just go into that space. I don't know why crime thrillers are just really like they speak, they speak to me. <laughs> um, I enjoy them. And so saying that, you know, we last, oh, it wasn't last year. Last year was a blank. Uh, the year before that, <laughs> when we, we did the nourish and escape retreats, do you remember I was reading the, where the, where the crawdads sing? Yes. And oh. do you remember it took me forever? Oh, I was like, it was like pulling teeth. The first, maybe first two chapters, I just could not. And I'm like, why is everybody just loving this book? I don't get it. <laughs> it was so hard. And then finally, once I got past that second chapter, I just, consumed it. And it's so not my genre, but it was so, um, what's her name? Delilah Owens, I believe the is author, the, the author. Yeah. I that believe that's her right. name. Delilah Owens. Like, yeah. Is so poetic and beautifully written. Like it is just such a work of art and it really spoke to me. So I started to open myself up more, but I, even now saying that, I think it's definitely still more in the genre that I like, you know what I'm saying? Without giving too much away of the book, but, um, why are you guys listening to me still right now? Are you guys still here? <laughs> <laughs> 
are excited for your next, well, your first novel. My first novel. Like it's going to be a crime, John. Yes, <laughs> I'm saying it. I'm putting it out into the universe. Oh, I wanted to go back to what you were saying about how I like to read different types of things. Yeah, I always like to learn. You know, I feel like everybody were, were in we're in two phases uh, uh, within our life at all times. We're either cultivating or we're celebrating, you know? So we're either cultivating something new, we're cultivating some new idea, some new project, some new way of being, or we're celebrating. We're celebrating the hard work that we've put in. We're celebrating the fact that we're alive. We're still here. We're we have the capacity to continue to learn, continue to evolve. We're celebrating relationships with uh, our loved ones within ourselves, our celebration with the divine, you know, whatever that may be, we're either in, in one of the, those two phases. And what I like to think about when I think about my life in terms of learning is that I like to cultivate all of the different areas in my life. You know, I know that people say, um, People say, you know, a jack of all trades, master of none, mm. but I don't, I don't necessarily fully buy into that belief. I think that you can be different things at different times, depending on where you put your energy and time. And I say that because I'm more, I'm more of the thought, uh, scattered energy gets scattered results, mm-hmm. you know? So if you can yeah. focus your energy on, let's say, you know, if I put all of my energy into writing a novel, like obviously a lot of other things are going to suffer, you know, my business, my teacher training, my, uh, you know, my, my future summit, we're doing a, a summit that's coming up radically loved summit. That's going to be incredible. And you guys are going to have an amazing time. And we're really excited to, to talk more about that, but all of those things will suffer. If I put all of my energy, whereas opposed to thinking about compartmentalizing just little bits of time that add, add up over time. I mean, think about it. If you put, you know, like a dollar into your piggy bank every day for a year, you'll have $365, you know, by the end of the year. And if you continue to do that over two years, it'll multiply by two and then three and then four. We think about things, especially at, you know, between the ages of like tw- mid twenties, mid thirties, closer to 40, where we feel like we have to just produce and we have to focus and we have to build these careers and we have to build this life because, um, that's if we, you know, if we don't focus on, on the one thing, then nothing will ever happen. And I'm not saying that that's true or not true. All I'm saying is that, if you put little bits of effort into the things that you are passionate about and you would like to see happen over time, you're actually going to have something to show for it. You know? Yeah. It's cumulative. I love that. And it, it makes me think back to Jen's and Chero's. Um, one of her quotes was just do, even if you don't feel like doing it, do five minutes of it to, to develop that habit. 100%. And it is cumulative you know, 100%. Yes. Yeah. Well, that being said, I think that's a great segue to talk about our next guest, coach Mike Bayer. He is oh God, literally one of my favorite people of all time. Uh, Mike teaches us uh, how to clarify our purpose instead of mindlessly choosing based on short-term pleasures. 
we start to get clear, clearer on our why, and it helps us with our long-term vision. So very similar to what we're talking about here today. He shares the FORCE acronym, F-O-R-C-E, uh, as a useful tool for discernment and decision-making, which everybody here on this podcast knows that discernment is a huge thing for, for Tessa and I, and just for any yoga or mindfulness practitioner. He's also here to teach us how to recognize our internal coach and how to find good communities that support our highest good. He's got a new book. It's called One Decision, The First Step to a Better Life. And I will say that reading that book helped uh, sort of like encourage me to start this, you know, the, the Save the Cat Writes a Novel. So it all comes full circle. And I'm just, I'm so excited to share this conversation with all of you. He provided such great insights. I mean, he's such a beautiful, like, man and such a great soul. And he really just knows the whole purpose of slowing down. He talks about gratitude. He, uh, he talks about being honest with yourself and living a life with purpose. Um, and one really cool thing is that him and I are actually planning a collab together. So we will be doing a little collaboration here very soon. So definitely stay tuned for that. Um, yeah, I, I think that's it. Without further ado, here's my conversation with Coach Mike Bear. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Radically Loved Radio. I am joined by a very special guest today. I've actually been looking forward to talking to him for a long time. And, and why this hadn't happened before is probably my fault somehow. <laughs> I'm going to try and figure that out. But we have Coach Mike. Coach Mike is on the show. Everybody welcome him. Here's your clap track. Thank you, Rosie. And I'm giving you, a, as I come onto the show, I'm giving you that slow, proud clap. <laughs> Perfect. That's so good. Well, I'm, I'm excited to chat with you because I know Mike is going crazy. Uh, I know that you have a new a new book that just came out, and uh, it's called One Decision, The First Step to a Better Life. And I did read uh, Best Self, so I, I was already familiar with your work. And uh, I really loved, I mean, everything in this book it really spoke to me, and it really helped me reflect on the decisions that I've, I made in my life like earlier on. Uh, and we have a lot of similarities background wise. And uh, I just was really uh, excited to just see you create something that was so um, doable. You know, the steps you talk about, the obstacles that you talk about. I'm just, uh, I want you to be my coach. You know? <laughs> well, we could talk. Well, look, and, and um, you know, I'm, I'm grateful for you asking me to come on you know, your show. And also, you know, uh, I get asked to go on different shows and I'll do the research ahead of time. And I'll be like, and part of what I look for is um, somebody's like intention of why they're creating content. And also uh, if they kind of march to their own beat and uh, pursue their own journey. And so uh, I was excited to talk to you because you click all those boxes. So oh, that is, that is awesome. Thank you. I'm blushing. Oh, I'm blushing. Okay. So 
before we actually started recording, we we're having this, this epic conversation. And I, I'm like, I wish I want us to be able to talk about everything. Um, but one of the main things that I'm, I'm curious to ask you about is, you know, this has been your, your life's work. You've been doing this for a long time and you have such an incredible story and such an incredible journey. That's so inspiring. And I, I find I'm like, what is it about people like, like you that can overcome such adversity and then just literally turn your life around and then become this like behemoth of motivation and inspiring energy. Like I have always wanted to know, like, what is that? Like, how does that happen? How do you go from being a drug dealer <laughs> to, to being right. an addict to like, now you're this like force in, in this space with, you know, working with people like Dr. Phil and, uh, you know, doing just in incredible amounts of, of work in the world. Tell us how it happens. Well, I think for anyone, when they can turn pain into inspiration, they can do something pretty magical. So when people can take their story and become a victor around it, you know, like horrible things happen to so many people growing up and so many environments that people live in that we can't control. And I really think it's, for me, at least I made a commitment like, and got proud and some pride in like, yeah, I was a disaster and I hated myself, but now I'm going to get to the other side of it. And when you can do that, I feel like the universe kind of wraps its arms around you a bit. Mm. Yeah. Oh, that's, I love that. I mean, that's really what radically loved is all about. I mean, it's about the belief that we are radically loved and radically supported by God source, whatever higher power you believe in that the, universe the universe works for us and not against us. I'm curious after the year that we had <laughs> last year, uh, were you able to still maintain that same mental acuity in, in this uh, resilient space where you could just say like, Oh, you know, nobody fucking knows what's going on, but we are, we are going to get through this and, and to keep that momentum. Or did you also encounter some, some bumps along the way? Yeah, I definitely had bumps along the way. I mean, I think I have bumps along the way, even, I think we, there's like this, like, uh, Sometimes we rewrite history. The truth is there's bumps along the way every year and the struggles are every year. And sometimes I can tell you the struggles when I was younger were a lot more difficult than the struggles over this past year. Mm. Um, but we can get stuck, right? Because it's the most recent thing. And I, I think that like I, at least in one decision, I started rewriting it during COVID and then I dedicate the book to the person that like, you know, feels a little lost or is all alone. And I think, you know, during COVID I was all alone. And so sometimes what we create is a product of what we need to hear and what others need to hear. And 
I just, it created an opportunity for me to go, okay, what about that person who's all alone right now and is lost or needs to reinvent their career or is beating themselves up or feels like no one loves them. And so I, again, I took like that as inspiration. Um, and I create that character that I'm like speaking to. <laughs> and, but I'm an emotional roller coaster. You know, some people are very capable of, of being very grounded all the time. You know, some of us need to meditate and yoga our asses off. You know, I did yoga last night, you know, um, with a skill yoga. It's like an app. Um, and it was, uh, I was working on my uh, warrior pose. You oh, know? So, yes. Warrior three. Mm, balance. Yes. Yes. But the, I, yeah, I mean, you know, you know how it is. It's, it's so, it's interesting that we, that we don't realize that we've had harder moments than this past year. Yeah, that's deep. It's true. You know, it's so interesting because I feel like it's so easy to forget. I mean, everything we do, we forget. It's we have like, uh, you know, amnesia. Most of the time we we practice because we forget because we forget what it's like to be connected or we forget to know what it's like to feel good. And so um, there's this this uh poem in one of uh, Mark Nepo's book that talks about uh, slowing down is remembering and hurried is forgetting, right? So when mm -hmm. you're in a hurry, it's, it's easy to forget. And when you're s slowing down, it's so much easier to, to remember those things that what you're saying, you know, our ability to reflect and, and see that maybe we are more resilient than, than we think. So were you writing this book during COVID? Uh, well, I was rewriting the book during COVID. Okay. How was, um, how was that? What was that? I'm listen, like? I find <laughs> I push myself really hard when we all do, right? When we write books, some people will, I don't know, I suppose get a theme and then bring in a ghostwriter and go run, let them tell the story. For me, I'm like in every detail. And I just, I figured that people needed to realize that they, um, I mean, it was when I was rewriting it, it was interesting, but I think it allowed for a more modern day, like piece of work to help people. Um, you know, like some of the stuff around jobs, uh, and employment, I tweaked a little bit, some stuff around health, just mm -hmm. from my experience working with people during COVID the stories that they tell themselves are a little bit different. Um, and, uh, but it was tough. I mean, it was definitely tough to be honest. Um, and it's just interesting that, you know, sometimes I have to like remind myself to be in gratitude and be like, Oh my God, I can't believe anyone's paying me to write a book. Like, <laughs> you know, like, or I mean, <laughs> Or like yeah, tomorrow no. someone pays me to speak and they pay me a large fee and they're buying a ton of books and I do it over 45 minutes on Zoom and I'm just like, not that I don't think I'm good enough. It's just more like it's a trip, right? It's a trip when you, yeah. 
experience things that are beyond your wildest dreams. Yes. I, 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 I love that you're saying that because it's so, it's so true. Uh, it, it's such a wild thing because people on the other side that maybe that's their dream, that's their mission and that's what they want. And that's all they want when you're in that space. I mean, I'm, I'm still every week that goes by, I'm like, oh, are they going to ask for their advance back? Like when, <laughs> when know. is the time you're looking over the contract to yes. see what the, <laughs> what exactly like, what, when did they ask for this back? Because th this is, is this real? Do they know that it's me? Like that whole thing, uh, which I feel like is another separate, separate topic, but I feel like part of what creates that transformation is, is to at least have the possibility that transformation can occur or that things can change in your life or that there is a possibility that you can succeed. Um, I, I want to talk about how one decision applies to this because I, I remember reading, uh, you have an acronym that you use, mm -hmm. right? And I, I was thinking about that. I'm like, wow, this is such a great way to remember, uh, to, for me, the, what I, my takeaway was, okay, how do I continue to stay grounded? How do I continue to stay in this reality? How can I prove myself right instead of proving myself wrong? So can you, can you tell us how, what the acronym is and how yeah. you came up with it? Well, uh, so in, so before I did this, like, which is really being in the, as a public figure has only been, gosh, two years, two and a half years. I had no vision of it. I didn't expect to ever be on television or, you know, to be working with entertainment, whatever. Like I didn't have this vision, but I, I guess what I'm trying to say is, uh, like behind every decision we make. And I don't even know why I just said that. Like, I didn't have this, like part of it, what I struggle with sometimes to be honest is I'm like, sometimes I don't know, or I'm challenged by the difference of being humble and owning. Mm. Like, you know, like, it's just a, we, it's like a, I own it, but then I'm like, oh, am I being humble? Like, I don't know. It's, it's, as I'm talking to you for whatever reason, I'm, what keeps coming up for me is this is a trip. Like, that's just what keeps coming up mm. for me. I don't know why it keeps coming up for me, but it just keeps coming up for me. <laughs> And, and, you know, it, before I did what I do now, I was a counselor. So I was an alcohol and drug abuse counselor. And then I traveled the world doing interventions. Well, in school, they talk about something called cognitive distortions. And that's part of what's uh, kind of the, the, the framework of cognitive behavioral therapy is there's distorted thinking that then cause someone to make decisions that aren't in their best interests, or it causes them to feel unhappy and they're distorted thinking. It's a distorted lens. And usually there's about 10 of them in CBT. So what I do is I pulled from that a coaching uh, formula that's a lot more simple. And that is a hack to distorted thinking. 
And so I created, there's a force. There's either a negative force or a positive force. And what I found with working with people through the years is usually when somebody is struggling to make a decision or is really unhappy or feels lost or disconnected, that there's one of five things that happens. And the acronym for force is someone's fortune telling, overgeneralizing, right fighting or having rigid thinking, confused purpose or emotional reasoning. And usually when somebody's struggling, if it fits in those five categories, sometimes it fits in several of them. And the positive force is kind of the hack. So for fortune telling, it would be fact finding. For overgeneralizing, it would be objective thinking. For rigidity, it would be relaxed. For confused purpose, it'd be clarified purpose. And for emotional reasoning, it would be evidence-based thinking. And so before making a decision, it's really good, especially decisions that are creating a lot of anxiety or fear, it's really good to check our filter. And so that's kind of the filtering system where uh, it helps people get out of that cognitive loop of like, the same fear just coming up every day and into kind of the facts of life, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that so much. I think it's so, such a great way to uh, discern all of those things for ourselves. I mean, this is one of the things that I find to be really difficult, especially in the worlds that we are in now. There's so many numbing tools out there there's you know substances there's mm. social media you know technology whatever it may be we have really numbed in my opinion we've really numbed our ability to discern to be able to tell the difference whether am i you know working with the the positive force or am i working with the negative yeah. force like which one am i in and how do i discern if i'm not fully in my present state where I can really tune in. And so for me, that gauge has, has become clear, the more grounded I am in my, it, this is a little bit of a slippery slope, right? But in my own truth, right? In my own ability to feel like I'm at home here, I mm. feel the most com comfortable and confident in here. And that's where I can move the, that's my barometer. It's like, if I know that I'm going off the deep end and I'm, uh, you know, fortune telling, then I will know, okay, I am future projecting. I don't even actually know if that's real. I can go back into my body and say, okay, take a breath, come back to the present moment and, you know, relax and go into instead fact finding, okay? Is, is it a fact that I m can fail and maybe my book doesn't do well? That's not a fact, it's a possibility, but there's no knowing. As of this moment, that book hasn't even come out yet. So what are you doing? You know, the fact is you got a book deal and you are writing, you, you're in the process of writing and editing this book. So rest in that. Right. So, so I like that you, you gave us those parameters because I feel like the more we can recognize what our own 
gauge is and and mm-hmm. really all these tools i'm i'm curious to to hear what your opinion is like all of these tools that we learn from people or you know coaches like you we have to implement them ourselves. Like we mm-hmm. have to do you, you can, you can be out there and I watch you all the time, you know, coaching people and like giving them this really great prolific advice and it's going to be on them. Like it doesn't affect you at all. This episode is brought to you by Birchbox. I always struggled with creating a beauty routine. I always had a hard time choosing beauty products. Most of us want a simple and personalized way to explore our beauty options, especially if you're like me. You're less beauty obsessed and more, as Birchbox puts it, beauty casual. The best way to really get to know new products is with expert guidance from Birchbox. Birchbox is a service that exists to simplify all of the beauty and grooming products options out there for you. Every month, Birchbox experts select five deluxe size samples tailored to your unique beauty profile. They put together a cheat sheet that tells you what to use each product for and how, and they wrap it all up in a beautifully designed box. You can test drive products at your own pace on your own terms. And when you find something that you like, you can buy the full size on birchbox.com and earn loyalty points while doing it. Join the Birchbox community today by heading over to birchbox.com forward slash loved and use promo code love to get 50% off of your first box when you subscribe for at least three months. That's promo code loved at birchbox.com forward slash loved for 50% off of your first Birchbox birchbox.com forward slash loved use promo code loved let birchbox help you create your beauty ritual orate is a fine jewelry brand founded by women for women pieces range from classic to statement to completely original orate makes the jewelry you've always wanted but could never find because it's all real gold you can wear it and never have to take it off you can shower sport sleep cook anything it's jewelry for life all Orate pieces come with a lifetime warranty because they know it lasts. The ladies at Orate hacked the jewelry market, making real gold accessible. Here's the best part. For every piece sold, a child in need receives a book to further their education. It's ethically sourced and sustainably made. Their gold is never mined, and their gemstones and diamonds are also certified conflict-free. Even though I'm spending most of my time at home, it's always really nice to wear my jewelry around the house and every time I do a podcast interview like this. As a supporter for this podcast, Orate has offered all of our listeners 15% off of your first purchase. Go to oratenewyork.com forward slash love and use promo code love to get 15% off. That's A-U-R-A-T-E newyork.com forward slash loved to get 15% off of your first purchase. And now back to our show. Like whether they do it or not, it's like you're just giving them the information, right? Yeah, I'm so what I do is um, and I try to do this and I and I try to do it if someone's motivated, right? Like right. if they actually want to change, because some people, let's say if I go on Instagram with them, they just want attention. You know, they don't want to change. Right. And they're making something up. And I know it in that moment. And I don't want to hurt their self-esteem by going in on them. Uh, and I try my best just to be spiritually centered but what i do is um i have a free group on tuesday nights which you should come to sometime and maybe speak or do an exercise it's every tuesday um so like tonight i have les brown speaking who's a great speaker 
And what I do is I try to connect people. So like I have a Facebook community, I have a texting community, I have people I go on Instagram with, I'll create this empowerment group. And I try to connect the people with each other because part of change um, and how change works is some sense of community. There's a great belief that sure, you could sit on your ass on an island and look around and live there for the rest of your life and love, love everything about it. But the reality is we need each other. And there's something that really great happens when we connect with each other. You know, sometimes it's even, it's why even when we're in the same room with someone and nothing's really said, we can feel like we're being hugged. And it's just because we're around people we love. And so the challenge right now with COVID is how do you create a sense of community for people? And how do you, and so to that point that you're making, yes, it's great if we go, here's your change. And it's great when people feel seen. Mm -hmm. But if there's no one else that can continually be seen with them, it becomes a harder road. The backpack's a lot heavier. Mm -hmm. And so um, you're right. Um, you know, the part of the first step to changing, from my experience, um, is getting insight. You know, like if you get insight into yourself and you can get honest, um, it's and, and it's also everyone's so different. You know, like there's no one way, like there's no my way or it's whatever their way is for them. And it's not black and white. And um, and so, yeah, I mean, to your point, you I can look, I, I spent most a lot of my career in my early days helping people get sober and helping people with psychiatric disorders, people who want to kill themselves. And a lot of people who are committed to not using, committed to keep using drugs uh, and didn't care about the consequences and I would help them get sober. Mm -hmm. So anything after that is a lot easier mm. from my experience of working with people. That was like my training ground for five, six years was the trenches. So, you know, getting someone to go on that walk every day or getting that person to call their sister who they haven't talked to in a few years is not as deep or life-threatening. And, um, you know, as, as a coach, you know, part of my, that we're all coaches, right? Like, like I learned from you, just like you learned from me. I learned from the neighbor, how to cut a tree. Like there's, there's this thing where, you know, we're all, we're all in this together. And like, I don't, I think as soon as a coach becomes uncoachable or has all the answers, uh, it's, it's, it's a dead end street. <laughs> I always say, be wary of anybody who says they have it all figured out. Like, and, and be wary of someone who tries to get you to sign up with things for free to upsell you when you're vulnerable. Like, I oh. feel like that's part of my next mission over the next year. And I'm launching like a, I'm going to be launching a, a coaching certification school, but I'm going to offer, it's going to be very modern in the new day launching in like nine months. But like, you know, I just think like it's, and I come from the clinical space where you don't upsell someone on therapy, you don't go, hey, 
Let me, I just helped you. Now you need to sign up for 40 sessions for a year long program on how to work through your trauma. Like, that's like crazy to me. Like, I don't, I don't get it. But that's what, that's everything that's in this space. You know, every, everywhere I go or everywhere I look, it's the, then they're going to hit you with the Now, if you join this. Until or- fucking now, because I ain't going to do it. And mark my <laughs> words, I'm not going to do it. And I'm going to call out everyone else who is doing it because that's not how I roll. There's a difference between uh, uh, speaking to help and speaking to sell. And I don't think I don't think you have to sell like and look, I'm a sober dude, ex meth addict, trash can for drugs. I subscribe to attraction rather than promotion. If you're fucking great attract greatness in the people you want like and i and i guess i get a little and it's probably my background and like seeing like rehabs taking promising the cure and like charging crazy amounts of money is like you know i i'm i've noticed in the last few years since entering this coaching space that like there's and i'm becoming more passionate about it is you don't need to become a successful coach by selling people when they're vulnerable. When they're vulnerable, let them fucking be vulnerable and be in that space. Don't suddenly get their brains to think that they need to go spend $20,000 on you for a year to help themselves. I just don't like it. It's, yeah. That's, I don't know. I don't even uh, know how we got on this. Tangent. I don't know, but it's really good because what you said, it really just, I want to, pull the string a little bit because I think it's so good. I've, we've never talked about it on the podcast, but I, I see it all the time too. And it's funny because my partner and I will talk about it openly. We're like, it's this just insane. It's like speaking to sell and speaking. And look, I don't, people want to, they want to make their money fine. Go do you boo. That's great. But I feel like because I grew up in a family of alcoholics and, uh, and addicts as well. And so I was very familiar. I was in the rooms in AA when I was a little child, you know? Mm. So to me, the cognitive dissonance was like, how are you here talking about not drinking? But then like the weekend comes along and then everybody's drinking. I'm just like, just confused, you know, but that's a separate topic. But so I, I really understood the severity of people that are actually in need and, and are uh, vulnerable and are in that space where they want to do whatever they can to feel to get better and to, you know, just reconnect with, with who they are and what they are. And they, they fall into these, one of my, a a student of mine was in that same situation. You know, she had gotten sober after using, uh, she was addicted to heroin for many years, got sober and then got into all the health and wellness things and in the health and wellness space and was really into like, she started, you know, she did one of my yoga teacher trainings and she was just like really wanting to just be in this space. And, you know, I was always like, Oh, I practice discernment, you know, like, Oh, now people are inviting you, inviting you to go do like plant medicine and all these things. I'm like, ah, you know, I, I don't know. Like, I think that you need to just, I would give yourself maybe another 10 years and really just focus on your sobriety and, And then she would, you know, but the more she learned, you know, the more susceptible she became because she just wanted to feel, she wanted the fast track to feeling good, you know, Mm. and she went to this 
event that was exactly what you're saying. And, and the, the person that was speaking was like, now, you know, here's some free coaching and now this is really going to take you to the next level. And, you know, it's going to be $30,000 and it's this thing. And we're going to meet once a month and, and you're going to be, your life is going to completely change. But I'm like, it's that marketing thing that people do, you know, the marketers that they promise mm-hmm. all these things, but they just, it never happens. It's like right. 10 times your growth. And it's like, okay, it's not times 10 yet. Like, I don't understand, you know, can you help me? So, so yeah, I mean, yeah. I get it. I totally agree with you. And I feel like it's a, it is a slippery slope for us, but it's again, what, with what we're talking about, this whole idea of practicing discernment or having what you said, insight and being able to identify what is really going to serve your highest good? And are you willing to do the work that you're going to have to do in order to, to feel, uh, grounded and, and secure and, and to have wise people around you and a good community that's going to help support your highest Mm -hmm. and not deplete your bank account. Yeah. And, and, um, and also that you can do it, uh, and you don't need to spend a fortune doing it. Yeah. You know, like you, everyone has the resources inside of themselves. They just need some guidance. Like, you know, uh, and everyone's different. I mean, I'm not thinking about someone who's rich and they want to just enhance their marketing strategy. I'm thinking of the person who, you know, literally is, 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 is pulling out a credit card with money they don't have to spend. Yeah. thinking that they're not capable of doing it on their own mm-hmm. when really you can, and there is no fast track, you know, like I've been in mental health for over 18 years. People will be like, I want what you have. I'm like, yeah, go sleep in $20 a night motels dealing with some family with a junkie. Who's like pulling out a gun on you. And like, like you, you just don't, it's not how you get there. Like you right. got to put in the work and, and you got to want to help people be great. You know, that's what I always tell. We're all artists. And it's just con- when you're um, continually pushing yourself to just be great in your art, I believe the universe connects you with other art and you get to like mm-hmm. play and have fun. And and look, I'm probably um, on that topic. Like, <laughs> I know it's not radically loving. And I think it's just come up for me a few times. Um or several times the last few months as I've just been more on the internet and these ads pop up on my page. Um, and I'm just hoping that someone who's listening realizes that like, there's a lot of free communities. There's also like, if you have the money, cool, like go for it. You know, like I do private jujitsu sessions. I do yoga. I do, but if you don't have the money, there's a lot of ways to kind of get it going. Yeah. I agree. Uh, and I, I get that. I, I totally, I mean, this whole, uh, this podcast, you know, like is free, it's free content. I mean, you're listening to this man gets paid thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars to speak and, uh, radically love doesn't have the budget to afford him, but he's doing this for us. You know what I mean? Like, Listen, when is- the sister does yoga, I'm like, I'm down. <laughs> like, but this is I what already, I'm, saying. I'm like, Oh, she does. 
my goal, literally my goal has been able, which I, I don't think I'm going to accomplish because I'm 41, but I, had, I, I love that some people can stand and like hold their leg up and you get so flexible. I'm just like, that's amazing. Does your partner do yoga too? He does not, but he's, he does jujitsu and karate. That's like, his oh, really? Practice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I did jujitsu too for a couple of years and I, I wanted to get back into it. And actually we, we moved, we're in the Valley. Um, and there's a jujitsu studio, like less than 10 minutes away. And, you know, we, we've only been out here for a, a year and a half. And so obviously, where were COVID you before happened, that, uh, in Laurel Canyon. Got it. Yeah. And then prior to that, we lived in Portland for like four years, but you know, what does he in, do? he's a, he design he's a, uh, accessory designer. He does like high-end leather accessories, belts, watches, guitar straps for like every major rock band pop artists like Justin Timberlake, Jason Aldean, Metallica, you know, so he, he does, he's very good with detail. Yes. And like super, super talented. And he's also been transitioning into a new, he's been uh, doing screen plays. He's been writing. So he's also a writer um, for the last eight years. And, but he's been doing his, it's called red monkey designs. He's been doing that since 95. So that's awesome. So he's been, you know, he's been in doing, being an entrepreneur, his basically his entire, since he was 19, you know, he's 40, wow. 48, going to be 49 now. So yeah, I mean, he's good, solid. He's been on the podcast before. He he's going to help you with your writing as well. And- yeah. Like we help each other and it's really great to have somebody that is, you know, into being creative as well, you know? And, and so, yeah, he's not a, just to answer your question, he actually used to be a professional ballet dancer which is wild because he's like the manliest man you know but it's like I love that he embraced the arts at a a young age so he was a professional ballet dancer that's what brought him to LA and so yeah so he's very he doesn't dance anymore but he started to do karate and and then jujitsu and so that's kind of his thing he he definitely is not a yogi, but I always say that he's more of a yogi than I'll ever, ever be because he's just like, so even keeled and just right. so supportive. I mean, we've been together for 18 years. So, wow. So basically like, I always say I joke, but I'm like, he took the best years of my life, but why do you, you know, think whatever. you got, why, why do you think in your career and with all the people you were working with and what, why do you, th- what do you think differentiated yourself? You know, I think that, you know, it's funny. I was just talking to uh, a friend about this yesterday. I think that because of the way that I grew up, you know, being in a chaotic environment and growing around, being around, you know, basically just being in fear the first half of my life, I think I just... I knew that that's not what I wanted to do. And even though when I was a teenager and people kept saying that I was basically going to end up in jail or like, they basically were like, you're going to be a loser, just like everybody else. I just didn't, it's not that I wanted to prove people wrong. I just didn't want to prove them right. And so I think that that helped me just feel like, I don't know. Like I, I just see the bigger picture and I, I really empathize with people that are in pain and people that are suffering. And I just feel like I didn't have a fear of failure, you know, with anything. I'm just like, 
you can't, you can't hit rock bottom if you started from the bottom, you know? Yeah. So to me, I'm just like, everything is going to be upward. Everything, every opportunity is just an opportunity and, and I could just take it as that. And so when I started to do what I was doing, I just kept remembering like the reason why I was doing it. And look, not to say I love to, I love success. I want to be successful. Yeah. I, I want to, you know, make money. I want to be a successful yeah. business person. Like I definitely do. But I think at the end of the day, I'm like, okay, I get to go to bed every night feeling good about what I did today and not feeling like I'm getting wrapped up in the rat race of like, oh, I've got to be number one, or I've just launched this thing. It's got to is have to do this. I have to do that. I'm just like, whatever the divine's uh, plan is for this, like God's will, not mine. And I just, and basically I'm just like, whatever, whatever is going to happen is going to happen. And as long yeah. as I continue to just be honest and, and true to, to who I am, the rest is fodder. Like it doesn't matter, you know? Mm. Yeah. Does that answer your question? I don't know. If it your question. Yeah. It's approach to, <laughs> to what works for you. And I'm, and yeah, I'm with you. Don't get me wrong. I also like to make money and want to be successful and want to have a business. Um, and the great thing is there's like infinite ways to make money and, yeah. and to be in business. And, um, that's, what's so great about life. Yeah. And I think just to your point earlier, I don't think that everybody needs to, to subscribe to the whole, like, oh, I have to be a certain way. I have to market a certain way. I have to be a seller like this person is a seller i have to you know look a certain way i mean i really i i really think that the more you align with with who and what you truly are and it's like i i don't sometimes i don't like to use the word authentic because i feel like it's been just overused too much mm. but truly it's just being being true to who you are and not even if you pretend to be somebody else, people can see right through you. I mean, we can mm -hmm. see right through. We know when people are being disingenuous or when people aren't being honest. And if you can tell, that means that if you're doing it, somebody else can tell as well. So I think that if you have these dreams and aspirations of wanting to be a coach like Coach Mike, or you want to be a, a, an author, or you want to be a, a yoga teacher, or you want to be a meditation teacher, ask yourself why you want to do it. I mean, really ask yourself, what is the intention behind it? You know, for me, it's always to provide as much value as I can. I, I think of the avatar, right? Like you were thinking about the avatar as you were writing your, your, your book. I think of the avatar. Okay. Like who was I at 16 years old? You know, that person, that girl that was lost, that felt like she didn't understand what the purpose of life was. There was just a lot of negative things around people were ODing, you know, like all of these things, like, how can I, how can I speak to this girl and get her to see, or even just suggest that there is another way. Mm. So if I can do that, and if I can create a career and a life around that, 
then to me, I know, okay, I'm heading in the right direction. I yeah. know that it's right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's a good, that's a good point. And you know, everyone's different. And I think honest intent. there's no wrong intention. If you're not hurting people, in my opinion, like you can have the intention in this life of selling lipstick and just it all about, and it's awesome. That's your intention. And you want to yeah. shape lips. I worked. So I spent many years working in music and with pop stars and, and, and also on a few of these shows that are on TV with some of the contestants like that go on these, you know, to be the big singer. And you'll hear a lot of people say, um, you know, why do you want that? Why are you America's, you know, what is, I'm thinking America's next top model, but oh. why are you uh, America, the American idol or why are you have the X factor? And you'll hear them. The token answer is uh, because I, really want to change people's lives. I can tell you eh, wrong. Most of them do not want to change people's lives. They never talk about changing lives. They're never interested in changing lives. And they've made themselves believe this fable that somehow they want to be the biggest star because they want to change lives. It's incongruent with their truth. And when it's incongruent, it doesn't work from my experience. Mm. It's better to lean into exactly why you want to do it. Now, yeah. that may be a piece of it. That may be a sliver. But I can tell you, if really one they, what they wanted to do was change lives, you know, they would be on a, a mission right now. And their life would look a lot different. Now, not, not say that's a pretty drastic scenario. But the point is, there's no, as long as someone's honest, it's all good. Like, it can be even like tacky or it could be your own version people will attract and come into it because that's their thing as yeah. long as it's your tr what you're really intending um yes i think it works out i think it's when we just say something and i think it actually gets in our own way mm. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, look, I, yes, 100%. And I'd be also, uh, I'd be lying if I, if I didn't have the intention of having the desire of getting on the New York times bestseller list with my book. It's like, I'm sure that everybody has that desire. Everyone does. And it's like, you know, that, that is, it's not the reason I'm not writing a book because I'm like, I'm writing a book because it's like, it's definitely a factor for sure. Let's be honest. Yeah, for sure. But, but, uh, I, if to me, if it doesn't happen, it's like, that's not going to change my trajectory. Like it's not, it's just going to make me more excited to write the next book or the book after that, or the book after that, you know, if that's really what I desire, then, then. It, yeah. And, it, and, but the thing is, it's, and what I would say to that is I would say you're passionate about creating art that is a lifestyle for you that's deeply personal and you want it to be successful so you can keep doing it. You want to write books and you want the book to be successful so you can keep doing the dang thing. Or if it doesn't work out, you could pivot and your art can go somewhere else. That's probably, you know, it's, there's a reason why you're in your, your career and what you're into and what you're talking about and having this podcast. So like, and I hope I hope I didn't come across as judgmental um, 
in this podcast towards people that uh, uh, maybe are, I just don't think it'll work in the long run. I don't mm. think it'll create uh, alignment and it's okay to be totally who you are. And, and, uh, and I, I'm with you. Like it feels amazing to become a New York times selling New York times, bestselling author. I became one and I cried, mm. but then I forgot about the next day, <laughs> but, like, <laughs> you know, and then like, I made it a few more times and I was like, whatever, like, it just wasn't, you know, it's just so funny. We work so hard for something and then we get it and we're just like, all right. Yeah. Know. I mean, the first time I, I got on the cover of a magazine, I was on the cover of yoga journal and I was like, oh, this is, this is like, this was on my vision board. Like I, I, I mean, this is such a huge thing. And then literally like the next week I was like, oh, okay. Cause you know what? Somebody else is going to be on the cover next month and <laughs> yeah. then it's going to have, and then, and then it's going to be, that's it. But to have that fee, you know, people on the outside might be like, wow, like you were on the cover of two, two magazines, you know? And it's like, okay, it didn't do anything. It didn't change my life. Right. It didn't, it didn't make me get any more uh, downloads. It didn't like drastically create this thing. All it does is it makes it look good from the outside. It's like, oh, look, this is somebody who's whatever uh, validated. And, and to me, I'm like, okay, it doesn't do actually didn't do anything. And to me, I have different, to me, it's, it's the person, it's the email. Oh, I'll try not to get emotional, but it's like the email I get from my aunt who has been doing a practice. I sent her who is crying because she's like, wow, I finally understand what it feels like to be at home in my body, you know, or one of my students emailing me after working with her for five years where she's like, wow, I'm finally at a place where that place that I talked about five years ago, being in, in my body and my spirit and my life. And it's here now. And it's not because of me, I was able to make these suggestions. It's because of them. And to me, that is more, I mean, that goes straight into my heart. That goes straight into my heart. Being on the cover of a magazine doesn't, you know? Mm -hmm. So to me, this feeling is more sustainable and I'll, I'll bring it back to, cause I can obviously talk to you for hours hours, but I want to talk to you about one decision. Uh, just one more thing. The, the one big takeaway that I got was, yeah, these are really actionable things that we can do and implement in our lives. But at the end of the day, my takeaway was this is about sustainability. This is mm -hmm. about long-term. This is about creating a life for, for life, not oh, for the next five months or for the next couple of weeks. It's like, no, how do we shift our mindset, our decisions, our perception to look at what is going to sustain us for the long term? You know, me being on the cover of a magazine is not sustainable. Me having an impact in people's lives is sustainable for the long run. Yeah. And that's, that's a really great example that I think is really cool. It's inspiring to me because they both like the reality is uh, the, the making a decision to help your aunt or a student, the result is like this, like giant hug. Mm -hmm. And I keep going to hug, but it's like giant love. Mm 
that comes back and it's a business because, because people talk, people are like, Oh, Miss thing is turning it out. You know, like, <laughs> you know, like it, it builds and it's interesting because that to me, it reminds me of making a decision uh, to, to help people or make a decision to become more well-known. You know, it's like one feels really empty. The other feels better. Now I've tried, I've gone this other route, right? We all do this. We all mm -hmm. make, so we talk about one decision. We make over 30,000 decisions a day. So what decisions really matter? What matters? And clarifying our purpose each day matters and making a decision to do that matters. And it creates this amazing spiritual experience or whatever someone believes where we're like, I belong here. And it, it could be selling lipstick. Like it's what I'm trying to say is everyone has their own version of it. And sometimes we have to go back to why we do what we do or why we love who we love and intentionally get back into that place. And when we do, like you just described, it then inspires me to be like, oh yeah, why don't I tap into that more today? Mm. You know, why don't I spend energy towards that? And that's where we talk about in one decision, which I love this part where I talk, I, I'm like boasting my own work, but I love this part because it made sense to me is when we have a confusion in life that the hack is to clarify our purpose. It's making a decision to clarify. And I give this example, which is just, it's very simple. But we've all been, uh, we've all been at around a group of people or we've gone to an event or we've gone, we've gone on a phone call on Zoom or whatever and we go, why the hell am I here? Or this feels really awkward or am I okay? How do I get out of this, but not be rude? Or do I leave the party? And what we have to remind ourselves is what's our purpose in this moment. So if we're at someone's house and our purpose is to show up because it's their birthday, it's not about us. Our purpose is to give love to that person because it's a gift that they're here. It's not about us going, I don't like small talk. Okay, that's where we get lost. And I think when we get it's simple, but it's like any time we feel lost, we can go, well, what is my what's my purpose with this thing that I'm doing? And and I think that's it's just making a decision to live in purpose. And I think when you describe that with your aunt and a student, it just it it speaks to me because it's a reminder of what is important to me and what connects me to mm -hmm. others. And it reminds me of why I've had success. I've had success not because I was a New York Times, I was very successful before I became a New York Times bestselling author. Didn't make me any more successful. Like, mm -hmm. didn't give me a giant hug. What gives me a giant hug is being purposeful in my life. And, and I just think that what you said reminded me of that. So mm. thank you. 
Oh, no, thank you. Thank you for saying that. And I love, I love hugging. And that's the one thing that I miss <laughs> so yes. much right now. Like I love hugging so much. I, it releases oxytocin. It makes you feel good. You know, it, it's just a, it's a really great, I'm definitely a, a love language, physical touch person. So I am definitely a, needing some of that, but, but yes, I, I like what you're saying and I like what you're describing. And, and I'm so, I'm glad that I was able to help that because I feel like you've helped me so much and in, in your writing and the content that you put out there, like it's very inspiring. And I'm just super grateful that you are doing what you do, because to me, it's like, yeah, there are so many coaches out there. There's so many people doing it, but, but I know like truth recognizes truth. And I think that part of your, your way of doing things, like, I don't know, maybe it's just because I feel like there's a resonating recognition there. And, and I just, it, it, your work really speaks to me. So, so thank you for that. Oh, well, th thank you. That's a, uh... I'll take it all in and I'll <laughs> not let it go. Good. <laughs> okay. So I, I obviously, like I said, I'm looking at the time. I'm like, wow, we really uh, can, can go there. So I want to ask you one final question. Um, but before I do, uh, where can everybody go to connect with you? Where can they reach yeah, you? Where do you hang out? It's, it's coach Mike bear on coach Mike bear.com coach Mike bear socials. Um, always evolving podcasts. Um, and it's just coach Mike bear on everything. Okay. And they can buy the book off Walmart, target, Amazon, anywhere books are sold. Everywhere, everywhere books are sold. everywhere. Great. Yeah. So yeah. those of you everywhere. Uh, those of you listening or watching this, you can go down down below if you're watching this on YouTube into the descriptions. We'll put all of those links that Coach Mike just mentioned there. If you're listening to this wherever you get your podcasts, uh, the info button, all the links will be there as well. So be sure to share this with your friends, with family members. Uh, just on your own if if you enjoyed this chat with us. And please do not forget to get this book, One Decision. It is truly going to change your life and it's going to create a good template for you to start to feel more confident and to start to feel um, more grounded in the decisions that you're making in your life. So the final question it pertains to this podcast and why I started this podcast in the first place. Um, so radically loved is this idea that we are radically loved and radically supported by God, source, baby Buddha, baby Krishna, whatever higher power your understanding is that the universe works for us and not against us. And so the final question to you is how do you feel radically loved? Um, how do I feel radically loved? Can you give me an example of yours? Like, hmm, no, no, it doesn't work that way. No. I, how do I, how do I feel radically love? And radically means like beyond, right? Yeah, like radical. So the root word radical, actually, the the word radical uh, in Latin is radix, which means the root. So it's almost like the root that is this life force. We're on this rock spinning in the middle of space. Um, 
and you've, you've been here in this incredible journey, going through all of these obstacles, being an example of resilience in your life. So how do you feel? How do you feel radically loved? Like if radical love is a force in the, in the universe, how do you feel it? Yeah, I, I feel it when, uh, I'm with someone like a friend or whoever, and I see them and they see me and we're in the moment completely. And there's a, uh, it's like a perfect acceptance in the moment where we just see each other. And that's, that's when I feel radically loved. Oh, that's so good. That's good. I love that. I always love to hear people's answers because yeah, I'm so curious where people go with that. Yeah, it's great. It's, it's awesome. And especially if I have people on, like if they're on the show again for like a second time, I always like to compare. I'm like, what'd they say before? Does it oh, still yeah. the same, you know? So it's, it's really great. You should ask that question. Maybe that's a great you question. Your next, your next uh, session, because, you know, sometimes we, I mean, I feel like the more we think about that, in my opinion, and I mean, it's really the basis of all my work is that was always a reminder for me when I was that avatar, that 15, 16 year old person that I'm like, okay, if there is, if there is bad things that happen in the world, there also is good things that happen. So what allows the good things to happen. And is mm. that the same force that allows bad things to happen? So then I'm like, okay, maybe it's just a force. Maybe it's just a force. And if I can focus on that force loving me because it's allowed me to survive this long and it's allowed me to mm. continue my path. It's allowed me to have the breath and air in my lungs and it's allowed for my heart to still continue to beat, then I have to believe that there is a force greater than myself out there. Mm. And so, and, and that force to me is radical love. It's God. It's, it's, yeah. you know, what, that's why I say for whatever higher power of your understanding for me, it's God, you know, and, and I can really go into that. And that's you the know, place. I no, you're right. And it was so interesting is as you're bringing that up, um, so I used to pray a lot, like get on my knees and pray, especially when I got sober. And, you know, it's interesting. Again, everyone has their own authentic relationship with the universe or spirituality or whatever it is. Right. And I used to pray and I'd say, let your will be done through me and l let me go the bondage of, I mean, I've, we've all done all sorts of things, right? So, <laughs> like, <laughs> and uh, I remember one time I went to pray and I was on my knees and I heard this voice and it was like, why are you talking to me? Go eat a sandwich. You're hungry. And I literally stopped and I went and got a sandwich and it was like, it changed my relationship. Like with this idea of spirituality tremendously. Cause I was kind of like, yeah, if I was God, it'd be like, why are you praying to me? Go eat. You're hungry. You know? Right. And like <laughs> all of a sudden spirituality made a lot more sense to me. Yes. 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 No. Oh, I love that. It's true, but that's what it is. You know, it's, it's, it's not this, you know, mystical, you know, I talk about it in the book. Actually, I wrote a story about how I had a 
a spiritual experience and I, and I write like just because you know your your spiritual experience doesn't have to be this like monumental moment where you hear the words of the divine or you hear right. this download it, it can be as simple as a spontaneous deep breath yeah you know well let's keep breathing sister let's and, uh, do it yeah <laughs> well I, I'm so great. Look, I am so incredibly, again, grateful for you, for all the work that you do, and just for being here with us today, for uh, working hard to create this content. Now that I've written a book, I have a whole different appreciation of authors, truly. Right. And um, I'm, I'm just so grateful that you, you put the hours and hours and hours and time into creating this for us. So thank you so much for that. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm so looking forward to to staying connected with you. And uh, I'm, I'm just I'm excited to just be here with you. You too, Rosie. Thank you. Thank you. And for all of you listening or watching this, thank you all so much for being a part of the Radically Loved community. We are super grateful for you. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts and share this with a friend or several. <laughs> Love you. Love you too. This episode is brought to you by Stamps.com. One thing we learned in 2020, the internet is even more awesome than we thought. Groceries online, movies online, doctor's visits online, and of course, going to the post office online with Stamps.com. Stamps.com allows businesses to do all of their mailing and shipping right from their computer. So no need to leave their home or office or home office. Stamps.com has saved small businesses all over the country thousands of hours and tons of money, and now you can too. Now, personally, I can tell you that Stamps.com made a huge difference in Tori and I's lives. Because of the pandemic, Tori was forced to move his entire operation to our home. And like many of you out there, we had to adapt. Stamps.com brings the services of the U.S. Postal Service and UPS to your computer wherever you are. Stamps.com is a must-have for any business, whether you're small office sending out invoices or you're an online seller shipping out orders or even even a giant warehouse sending thousands of packages a day. Stamps.com will handle it all with ease. So make 2021 the year you stop wasting time going to the post office and go to stamps.com instead. There's no risk. And with my promo code LOVED, you get a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale, no long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in loved that's l-o-v-e-d that's stamps.com use promo code loved stamps.com never go to the post office again hey everyone i hope you enjoyed this episode i am so excited to continue to do this please share this with your friends email us message us on instagram at rosie acosta or on twitter at rosie acosta subscribe on itunes write a review we love doing this, so please help us continue to keep this podcast going. Thanks for listening.